Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. All right. You know what that means. You, uh, we ask you to slow down and uh, take a listen. You are listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. And uh, Steph, we'll begin with our prayer. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, we are live with Thaddeus in the house. Um, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Cashins. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. Grant that every family on earth may become, for each successive generation, a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity, and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks, Trey and Stephanie. It's great to be here. As uh, was mentioned, we are live, live, live today on on the Mystery of Parenthood. Not Memorex. And... um, We want to we want to we want to put a little challenge out there to those people that are listening. The first person to call in this morning, we've got a free book for you. It's Brandon Vaught's book Return: How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church. So if you are carrying that cross, if you know someone who is carrying that cross, please call in. First caller is going to get a copy of this book. We'll find a way to get it to you safely and uh Contactless and yeah, contactless (laughs) delivery. Um, Maybe we'll leave it outside the steps of uh, St. Mary's Catholic Church here in Bryan. Something we'll have a pigeon deliver it, something like that. But uh, Caitlin, Uh, our our intrepid uh, administrative coordinator and marketing director, Caitlin Brightwell, she's going to be standing by watching those phones for the first caller, going to take your name and contact information. We'll get you this new book. Call in. We're live this morning, Mystery of Parenthood. You don't even have to get on the air and be subjected to, you know, (laughs) grilling from Trey and Stephanie. (laughs) Just call in. Tell us what you love about Red Sea Catholic Radio. And get this free book. Also, November 12th in the Brazos Valley, we're having our benefit dinner, Drinking with the Saints. Dr. Michael Foley is going to be the guest November 12th at the Brazos Center. Big, wide-open venue, lots of space between tables, lots of space between seats. We're going to make it healthy, safe, contactless, maybe. Um <laughs> It's going to be a great time, I November 12th fun. at Hugging the Brazos Center. We actually might be able to make that one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. The Cashins <laughs> are going to be there, guys. <laughs> We've been trying to go, but it's always been football or something Let's going do this. On, yeah. so. Don't break our hearts, folks. Don't not call in and let, make us it? think that is no one's the, listening. Come on, call in. Is it 85 Love Red Sea? 85 Love Red Sea, 855-683-7332. Mr. Parent Live. Wow. Also, I would be remiss if I did not mention that October 8th, in Central Texas is their benefit dinner at the West KC Hall. There's only just a tiny, tiny handful of seats remaining. Also in a large new venue, different venue. It's not a brand new venue. I don't mean that. A different venue than previous years. Dr. Michael Foley is also going to be the guest speaker there. Uh, So Waco is going to try him out with the Red Sea experience, and then he's going to come down here and speak to our KEDC listening audience again. 
Don't miss that. Come on October 8th to the West KC Hall and support KYAR. And that is all I have right now for the good of the order. Train and Stephanie, <laughs> back to you. Well done. Awesome. Well done. Thank you, Fatty. Hey. hey, so I, I got a little bit of chastised on how quickly I went I through, the, through the through the through uh, the feminine okay, genius. So if we're confessing here, uh, I hadn't read that part. And so when I went back to get ready for today and read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is beautiful. And we just like tried to get it in at the end of the show, you know, kind of, you know. We're, so he's talking about the feminine genius. There's I, a part about feminine genius in this? Yeah. <laughs> and First, we, what is this that we're talking yes, about? What's this yes, document yes. that we're talking about? So this about, document is Complete My Joy by Bishop Olmstead from Phoenix. the Diocese of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And and he, um, he wrote this to his diocese to husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, fathers and mothers. Anyway, you, you get the picture. He wrote it to parents. mothers first. He wrote it to parents. <laughs> and so and so we thought it would be that. I mean, we thought that it would be a good thing to go through. Having read it, it is, it's very accessible. I think that's what Stephanie yeah, said. Yeah, after it, really doing, I, I kind of joined in late on this um, exhortation, and it is for the simple stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, and, it's just, it's like, I was telling, just telling Thaddeus, it's like Father Jacques Philippe. It's like tiny, but I mean, you know, he, he succinctly taught, you know, addresses things, but boy, it packs a punch. It's one of those, you know, things that you could like highlight the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll, I'll let Stephanie read the one that she was, was interesting, but, it, but I think that I, it, to springboard into that in the middle of, of his exhortation to women, you know, he says this line, which is, Dear daughters in Christ, the worth, dignity, and genius inherent to you is irreplaceable in your family. And I think that that's something that that all women need to hear and be encouraged by. Um, that's the way the church sees women. And then this next line kind of heightens that, and not line, this next section, which Stephanie was talking about, which we ended so uh, quickly, quickly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Before the our I wanted last y'all show. to chew on it like I so, was able to. Anyway, chew on so it. I'll let Stephanie read it and let her lead this. So. Well, and I'd just like to jump back to the the paragraph above what I'm about to read um, is, and, and my hus- sweet husband highlighted this: no greater job in all the world than to be the first to form and nurture the mind, heart, and soul of your child. No greater job. I just. I think we don't hear that enough. Um, and not only do we not hear that enough, but, you know, I kind of thought that, um, you know, it, it, we also don't have a concrete income <laughs> of that pouring into and nurturing, you know, the, the, the heart and soul of your of your child. And so um, so it's it's just a message, I think, that's so important for today and so important for for women mothers young and old to hear um you know but especially young because um i I just remember being in the throes of all of that but but the 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 verse from gk chesterton that i really wanted to kind of go over and, and read more slowly because i thought it was so beautiful um very poetic um wrote of uh says he says wrote memorably of this irreplaceable role And here it is to be Queen Elizabeth within a definite area, deciding sales, banquets, labors and holidays. Loved that to be Aristotle within a certain area, teaching morals, manners, theology and hygiene. I can imagine how this can exhaust the mind, but I cannot imagine how it could narrow it. How can it be a large career to tell other people about the rule of three and a small career to tell one's own children about the universe? How can it be broad to be the same thing to everyone and narrow to be everything to someone? No, a woman's function is laborious, but because it is gigantic, not because it is minute. I'm just, Especially that last one. I, I don't think enough said. <laughs> I just thought that was just so beautiful. So that's in paragraph 73 of um, of this exhortation. And I'm telling you, just I tell Thaddeus, complete my joy is making me so joyful. It's just a beautiful, um, 
it's just beautiful how he number one, like I said, how he how he writes and it's just so digestible for for the simple like me. Stephanie, can I ask you to <laughs> can I ask you to be a little bit self reflective now? Because we've we've talked in the last few weeks about how y'all are are entering that time of life when your children are are no longer at home. And is it is it is it awesome? Does it make your you kind of float a little bit to read stuff like this and think about, wow, you know, I, I did that. I, yeah. I, here I stand at the end of this road and yeah. it's, these words are, are these, really true. Yeah. They yeah, really, they are really, true. they really are. I, I, I don't know if I, I would have read this early on as a young mother, if I would have been able to appreciate them, obviously the, the gift of hindsight, which I'm living in right now, but, um, you know, Trey and I have kind of been preparing for um, a talk that got moved to November. Um, and it's just been, um, thank you, Fanny. A little Kleenex. I'm getting a little tearful. <laughs> <laughs> Call in, folks, 855-683-7333. Be the first to get that book. Return. Um, but it's it's been, um, it's been amazing to kind of look back and realize, um, you know, thanks be to God that, you know, we really... Um, I mean, we, we, believe me, we made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and our kids aren't perfect. We're not perfect. But um, together, we I feel like we were very purposeful, probably could have been more purposeful. But I mean, you know, you can do that to yourself all the time. Um, I just uh, I'm just so I'm so thankful for, um, you know, God's grace, um, despite me. <laughs> right. And. <laughs> And I think, you know, you're experiencing that joy because of what he says early on. And and it's one of, it's one of our, it's one of our, I mean, they, they finally bought this for me because I've been using this quote forever that, you know, <laughs> um, vision without action is a dream action with without vision is a nightmare. And so you have to connect the action with the vision. And it's in that, that we're fully human, we're fully alive and we can experience joy, even in the midst of the struggle, if we recognize the laborious. We just talking, it's laborious, not because it's minute, because it's gigantic. And, and that's the perspective that I think brings joy to purposefulness, to intentionality in terms of making decisions to the best of your ability, relying on God's grace and on one another, and the fact that he's given you a child or children to raise. But the joy comes at, at first in that connection between this vision, which from a woman's standpoint is to recognize that you have the greatest of jobs. You have the most important of jobs raising, raising children and that it is laborious. It is hard. And it's like anything else. If you're doing the action and have no vision, it can become a nightmare. It can become something that you don't like, that you want to escape from. Doesn't make the Mount Everest, you know, go away. <laughs> That's what we finally called our, po- our pile of clothes. Pile that of was clothes, <laughs> which is noticeably <laughs> reduced. Reduced. Finally, yes, yeah. <laughs> now, ladies, I, I, I'm going to confess, I'm like searching for laundry. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> but yeah, so enjoy it while you have it. But but it is. But it, I think that that is one of the beauties of the, a, a Catholic understanding, a Christian understanding of what it means to be human. That that just because something is mundane by all secular human secular human ways of looking at it does not mean that it's not the most important job that's out there. I've always said when does Stephanie work? And I said, way harder than I do. <laughs> she just doesn't get paid as well. But but uh it had its purpose. But but uh <laughs> but I think that that's something that to to complete our joy, springboarding off what he says earlier, is to recognize that vision of who you are and who you're meant to be as a spouse, as a mother to your children. And then it doesn't make the difficulties less difficult. It, however, does give purpose to it. Gives meaning and purpose, yeah. And and I think, um, I think, you know, kind of an answer to your question, just in a general summary, I think God blesses 
your intentionality. I mean, I, I just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, we're not perfect. We, we, we strive to be perfect. We're called to, to be saints. Um, but we're always, we're always going to, going to fall short and it's in the getting up that, you know, you find, <laughs> you, you, you find your joy. <laughs> right. And so I, th- I think it was important to go back over that and, yeah, and, it was. and look at that because I think that's yeah, essential. And uh, folks, if you didn't hear it at the top of the show, help us find some joy here by calling in <laughs> 685. Anybody. Come on, you don't even have to talk to us. 685-683-7332. Call in. You don't even have to be on the air. Call in and be the first to call in, and you get a free book returned by Brandon Vaught, How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church. And this can be a, something for, for you, or it can be a gift to a family member or a friend who, who needs some reassurance and some strategies in those areas. Uh, call in. Be the first to call, and you get that book 855-683-7332. We are live, Mystery of Parenthood. At a minimum, have have some mercy on us so that we know that we're just not talking to ourselves. <laughs> at least at least one soul is listening. <laughs> There's somebody out there listening. Come on. Dennis, you are not, you are you not eligible. <laughs> Roundup hosts, you are not eligible. Uh, anyway. But, 85 Love uh, Red Sea, if you're like me and can't remember numbers but can do your alphabet. There you go. <laughs> But uh, anyway, did you have anything else to say on that? I think I, no, I do think was Stephanie was right that yeah. we kind of I, I don't, didn't mean to gloss over it, but expand. No, 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 no. It. I know you were trying to get it in. Charlie. I wanted to make it because it was so important. It was, yes. Let's get this feminine genius thing here at the end of the show. <laughs> let's just throw that in. Let's just throw that in. Okay. Uh, enough said. But, but anyway, I, I think now so it goes on after talking about the feminine genius of a mother. Um, he goes on to talk about how stupid we fathers are. No, no, he, no does he does not. not. He's just as he beautiful. He does not. I'm being a little sarcastic, but yes. hey, we're having fun this morning. So, <laughs> but I'll read the first the first section, which I think is is important. It says, "Husbands and fathers, this is 75. Husbands and fathers, you two have an irreplaceable mission, so as to not be left out. <laughs> <laughs> there is a security and stability that only you can give your family." This will only bless your family to the extent that you fulfill your role as provider, protector, and spiritual leader. And that stability, that's something that I think is is lost, too, partly because some fathers disappear. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're going through, that, that fathers are necessary to um, do that. But, but I, I also think that it's – that threefold thing is – is really important because because oftentimes I hear guys, you know, say, "Well, I provide." Well, I mean, you, you it's important to provide that that is your um, job, and certainly, you know, he he suggests being the lead provider of income for the family to the extent that that's that's possible, and that frees your wife to do what she's doing, and sometimes we have to make sacrifices. To generate the income as best as best you can, and maybe even sacrifices on the things that you don't choose to do, you may have to give up. You know, your season tickets to football, you know, stuff like that. Deer hunts. I'm not can, bitter. Can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's not, a little. Things are a little salty. No, salty I'm, wounds. I'm not kidding. I, but, yeah. but those sacrifices are so they're huge. They're, they're, they're big. They're big, yeah. and and the end result again, it's one of those things that if if you just see it as what I'm giving up, and don't recognize what you're giving as self gift as the definition of love, and then what you what you receive in return, which can be delayed to some extent. Yes. But I can tell you, as a father with with all the children now gone, that the greatest joy that I, that I have now is actually seeing my older children come back together, typically under our roof, and teasing one another and telling stories and supporting one another. One of the greatest joys we just had yesterday found out was, you know, the triplets. The triplets stayed up till 3 a.m., <laughs> I guess Sunday night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talking to one another, and of course, in this day and age, Kingsley had pictures of the yeah. Zoom call with the. It was a Facetime, a Facetime, yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, uh, Zoom know. as little as possible. Yeah, but but <laughs> but I think to hear that they that they being gone spent 
hours on the phone together. (laughs) That's joy. I mean, there is a joy there that means that they have a relationship together that that is separate from us, foundational, I guess, to us. I mean, at, at a minimum. God used us to bring him into this world, but <laughs> but but that they have that kind of relationship is joyful. Did you ever think that there would be a time in your life where you'd be praising your kids for staying up until three in the morning? I know, I know. That's exactly my <laughs> exactly. first thought was, of course, what? as the mother, they stayed y'all stayed up till what? And then it was like, oh, there's so much I love about this. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean it is it is one of those things that that there is still there that hint of parent how are you up till three in the morning? But you couldn't do this at a more reasonable hour. Yeah. But not for college kids. But I think that that's um Anyway, I think it's great. And then I, I've always loved images. And he later, you know, says the pri- the bringing up the protector. Oh, he uses okay. the image, you know, what does this mean? What does it mean to be the primary protector of your family? And it means that you are a seawall against the storms that threaten from inside and outside. Oh, I loved that. I th- yeah, I thought I thought that especially that was, in the South here, where we we know about seawalls and, <laughs> and right, storms. How, yeah, how right. important they are. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So he goes on. He says, while your wife's attention is more naturally focused on the relationship within and around the family, yours naturally is drawn to the threats. Which is interesting. It's not just the threats. I find that it's kind of – it seems to be a little bit ironic or, I don't know, if counterintuitive. We're, we are the protectors, but we often – guys are meant to be the ones that challenge our kids to go beyond themselves, you know, to, to allow them as much as it might hurt to fail in a tryout or whatever. And I think that's part of – you know, the mom ten, – I mean, this is overgeneralization, but I, but I, I find that it, it, it is a – reasonable generalization that and that maybe that's part of that in the funnel from a different angle mm-hmm. that you're 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 telling them that you have we have to sometimes put you <laughs> out of the nest so mm-hmm. to speak to experience even failure uh to a certain point mm. so it's not a protection of threats like that it's a protection of threats more like well, what are you ingesting what are you taking in what are you allowing into your house what are you allowing into your heart those type of things that 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 we're meant to be a protector of right yeah i love how he put like um his example which was of course very appropriate now is denying a smartphone to a teenager is no sin (laughs) you know any suffering from an unpopular decision now will be repaid a hundredfold by a grateful adult son or daughter down the road. And if not, then in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And and it just, it kind of reminded me of the Xbox story, which, you know, I'm not sure all of our listeners. She's notorious for... All of our listeners know. Hey, listen, but... we're not it, we're not encouraging this. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, it's but... not exactly my proudest moment. But but she did get a standing ovation one time when I mentioned it in a talk. But <laughs> just just saying, just yeah, saying. yeah, just saying. In, in a nutshell, let's just say uh, one of the boys was not using um, his uh, you know um, wisest decision making. Uh, um, skills and uh, mom killed the Xbox with a hammer. She didn't um, kill it again. Not not one of my most glorious moments. And thank goodness the kids were so all shell shocked by, by my actions that no one thought to video. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but that is all to say is that two days later, after he quit telling me that I owed him three hundred and fifty dollars, um, he did come to me and say, "Mom, I, I, you know." I've gotten so much done in the last two days, um, and I see how much time it was, what a time eater it had been. And that, you're and not, I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, so you know, and I said, thank you for sharing that when I wanted to say, I told you so. <laughs> but so thank you for completing my joy. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Complete my joy. You, the, the, the no's don't always turn around that quickly. Mm, I mean, of course, mm-mm. he was he was older. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he was but older. But I think most, <laughs> most people, so you can't be afraid to say no. Your job, both parents... Are, is to set limits appropriately for your children. It's part of the parenting in the funnel that we say, but not so much so that we're not allowing them to use their freedom 
Um, in fact, we wouldn't if we if we weren't letting him use his freedom, we wouldn't have to come back and say no to it because he was being inappropriate yeah. with it. Th- those are the things I call safe failures. You know, I mean, we we want our children to have some safe failures in our home um, so that we can process that and see what it looks like and, 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 you know, walk through them with, with a whole situation. You know, um, we've, we've had it with, with movies in our house, um, kids going to movies that we were not happy about, but they were of age and they wanted us to say no and be the fall guy. And at that point it was like, "Mm, no, you, you're 18 years old. You need to say no to this. And they didn't. And they went to the movie and were sad that they, you know, we were able to process that again. That's what I kind of call a safe failure. (laughs) You know, I mean, you're not going to let your kid have a safe failure of when you're teaching them not to run out in the street with a car. That's not a safe failure. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, so. And and that is the way you have to look at Mm -hmm. it. You have to, this is part of being purposeful and intentional as a parent, is you have to, we always say you you, you, gotta, you want to try to say yes, even yes to some things that that you know might be easier said, saying no to to save them from something, but you have to evaluate. There are some things that are always no, all right? There are some things that will never be yes, and, and we have to hang on to that. But sometimes a no, a, a no, would not allow them to have to exercise their freedom appropriately. And so with that, you know, our daughter had asked, she asked us to say no. Will you please just tell me I cannot go? And I was like, you're too old for me to do that. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you need to tell them no or pick another movie or something like that. And anyway, Like I said, that's another one that was a relatively quick turnaround. She came back. And instead of saying, I told you so, I said, so next time if you ask my opinion and I tell you you might want to reconsider that, then just move it up the list a little bit. (laughs) I mean, it it wasn't a I told you so. It was a building of a relationship saying, I'm looking out for you. And there was a reason I was telling you both you shouldn't do that or I I wouldn't advise you doing that. And also providing you with the freedom to say yes to it. And I think that that's – and I, now remember, you're talking about an 18, 19-year-old yeah. kid, uh, you know, and it yeah. wasn't an X movie or anything like that. It was, you know, it was just something that we had looked up together, and I said, you know what, I would not go see that movie. I wouldn't advise it. So that's a way you're a protector, but sometimes you, again, on the other side, have to allow them to make safe what is, would you Safe call it? Failures. Safe failures. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that was a thoughtful, prayerful, relationship-driven process that fostered a relationship going forward. So we had provider as one, protector as another one. Then he says, you know, that the third dimension, spiritual leadership, is often the most difficult. Um and I, and I think that that is, but it is probably one of the more important, if not the most important, role that a, that a father needs to play, that a husband needs to play for his wife, even if you don't feel up to it. Um, it, it you, know, you do all kinds of things to better yourself if, at your work or increase your income, do things that help your family. I challenge you to do your best to become a spiritual leader, which requires, you know, prayer, which requires frequent frequenting the sacraments, which requires a reliance on God's grace. And he says, God will no way fail to give you the grace to enter this place of spiritual battle, both within yourself and on behalf of your family. And lots of times we forget. Oftentimes they, you know, you hear you know, the, the most prayerful people are the women, but prayer is a battle. And men and male children should be told this is the greatest battle. You know, the, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the spiritual enemies out there who often come in the form of those. And you have to fight it within yourself, which part of it is... I can't do this, or I'm not capable of it, or she's much better than me at this, or whatever. That's that's part of the battle. But then recognizing that the spiritual battle is also on the outside coming in. 
There, there have been times as a protector, but also as a spiritual leader, I've said that you cannot let this come into my house. My kids wanted to watch some horror movie, and I said, I, I can't let that happen. <laughs> I'm not going to let that come into my house. And I'm telling you that as the father and leader of this family. The other thing that I think is important for, for parents, you know, I always learned, I learned really early on that if there's a problem in my household, if there's a problem with disobedience or people getting on each other's nerves or whatever, and, and I, my natural inclination is to point at, well, you know, you should do this or you should do that. The best thing I could, I've ever done when I've, when I've had the humility to do it is say, look, if there's a problem in this household, it's my fault. So here's what I'm going to do in order to combat that. I just want to let you know I'm asking you to join me in prayer. I'm asking you to join me at confession. I'm asking you to join me in these other things. And I think men need to see it as what it is, a battle, not a battle between you and your wife, not a battle between you and your kids, not a battle that is like, who's going to win this, but a battle against the principalities and powers of this, that are in this earth, that are trying to fight, which again, points us to the invisible reality that there are invisible beings out there that are trying to cause problems in your family. And you are the best person <laughs> to do that. If you think about today's Our Lady of Sorrows, if you think about the fact that of all the things that happened, the, the least holy person in the holy family, <laughs> by definition, <laughs> because Mary was immaculate, conceived that so she had no sin. Jesus is God. Joseph was the least apt, the least, the least prepared, the one that, 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 that did have original sin, was not born immaculate, yet God entrusted both of them to him. Both of them were entrusted to him, and he was the one that got her up and said, we need to go here, or we need to go back to Nazareth, not all the, you know, and so I think that that points us just in the very life of the Holy Family to the fact that it doesn't matter if you're the holiest. It doesn't matter if you're, you have a role and a duty to fulfill that. So I challenge you guys. But if, if you tr attempt, if you try, God will give you the grace. He will give you the grace. So this is not a chastisement. This is a... An encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. I think. And speaking of encouragements, we want to encourage you to call Come on, in. People. Be the first caller <laughs> today. Get this free book by Brandon Vaught. Return, How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church, 85, Love Reg C, 855-683-7332. Be the first one to call in. You don't even have to be on the air. Just be the be the caller and let us know that you're listening. But if you don't we want love the book and you just want to talk to us because we're, we can we're do that really too. fun, we can do that. Because yeah. we are live today. I know that's unusual, but we are. Yeah, we'd love to hear your input on any of these topics. Um, and you can or cannot have the book if you want to. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Bishop Olmstead wraps up this saying, this indeed, meaning spiritual leadership, along with your love for your wife and care for your children will be the best of fatherly gifts. And I, I, I truly, truly believe that. We have been very blessed in the Cashin household with, uh, with a very good spiritual head of our household. <laughs> so, well, you're very kind. But, but I, think it, I think it points to the fact that you can provide all kinds of things, but ultimately kids want you, okay? I mean, the, the, the things are not the things that they're going to remember. They're going to remember the throwing baseball in the backyard or the camping trips or whatever, whatever it is that you do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be those things um, that, that's, that that's it. So he goes on, and I think, you know, he, he says— St. Paul twice tells fathers not to provoke their children, but to bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So that's always a balance. And, and that's part of, I think, Stephanie, I would call it going after the heart of the child. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to say things to, to make them angry. You want to be truthful, but in, but in love. You want to instruct with them understanding 
the the moral reason why you want to be able to explain to them why and the the answer should always be cuz it's the right thing for you it's going to make you the person that God created you to be and and that sometimes can be a challenge especially especially with boys and dads there can there can be particularly as they grow older they're starting to experience their manhood and and there can be every once in a while a bow up or you know something like that and you know i'll i'll share something uh, you know i had a my oldest that kind of bowed up to me and uh, at, at a thing and then we were talking and and what i said was look i i i can take you <laughs> but, but 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 someday someday you'll be able to whip me that has nothing to do with what i'm trying to accomplish here it doesn't have to do with me being stronger, more powerful, the boss of you. This has to be with I'm serving you. And so I had to re mm-hmm. I had to re change the, his perspective because I'm not I'm not saying all kids and all kids haven't done that, but but I know in our household when I was growing up, there were those those headbutts with the dad kind of showing I'm I'm now a man. It may or may not happen to you. It has happened to me. And the thing is is not you're obeying me because I'm stronger than you. <laughs> You're obeying me because I can take away your car or whatever. I want you to obey me because it's the right thing and you recognize me as somebody who's trying to mold you into a good person. And so that may strike some of y'all as odd, but I, I mean, with four boys, I can say I've probably had two of them that have do that, but I think it's important to rephrase or reposition it. That you don't you don't follow me because I'm stronger than you, you don't follow me because one day you'll be stronger than me and you'll have to start, serve me. But right now I'm serving you not because I'm stronger, but because I'm wiser and I care about you probably more than you care about yourself right now. And I probably know more about you and what you need than you know about what you need. Yeah, and they probably also see the two of you live consistently and authentically according to an external, you know, authority yourself, the the truths of the faith and the, the moral law, the natural law, they see you they see you submit your own selves to those external truths. And so that makes your 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 argument that they listen to you because you are trying to guide them to what is what is good, true and beautiful, to what is best, um, all the more compelling. Which is why I think the, the idea of a domestic church or the mystery of parenthood is always going to be something that reveals something about the church. I'm not saying I hope that we do that, and I hope that they see that, and I may or may not have articulated that, but I, but I do think that it does point to the fact that that's what authority is for. So, so authority is for service. You know, To be a king from a Catholic perspective, from a Christian perspective, is not somebody that rules it over them, lords it over mm-hmm. them. Jesus says as much. It's to be the servant of that. So sometimes serving is to use your authority to say, no, you can't do this. But that's out of service to the other person. Not, the good not, of the not, other. That's not, love. Not, showing, not, show, <clears throat> not doing it because I want to show you I'm the boss. That, that can never be the reason, and they can never think that. And sometimes yeah. they may think it. Yeah, you're the boss. You can do anything you want. You can't let them get away with that. You have to tell them, no, that's not <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with me being the boss. Yeah, it, and lo- loving is not loving them is not satisfying their every desire or their immediate desires. It's willing their good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even if that even if that means you need to not do this or put off that. Or even if that means your own destruction or your own dying to yourself. Right, exactly. So Again, I think it's I think it's important to remember that and challenge guys to make sure that they understand that you're and, and they can have, the only way they're going to ultimately understand it is if you keep pointing out to them, hey, it'd be easier for me to just let you do what you want to do. It would. <laughs> I mean, I could not even worry about it. But because it's so important for you, I'm going to take the time and not go do some things I'd like to do, like sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or watch a football, uh, or watch a football game, or whatever, <laughs> because you're more important than that. But you you have to actually point that out sometimes. Yeah, you do. And I think Bishop Olmstead, I I highlighted this is kind of the same 
this was the same paragraph for me for fathers that that one we talked about earlier for mothers. And so I, I think it's it's it bears um, it bears reading it how he how he stated it. He says your presence talking about fathers, obviously your presence and encouragement build your son or daughter in a uniquely masculine way and make a stunningly powerful difference in their lives and faith. When you as fathers affirm your sons in word and deed and time together, you are giving the authoritative pronouncement of their goodness so they can live confidently as beloved sons without trying to find their ultimate meaning in the things of this world. When your daughter is affirmed as good, beautiful, and precious by you, the most important man in her life, she will be confident and well-equipped to say no to the false flattery of the world that so often fails to see her true dignity, value, and worth. Another mic drop. Mic I mean, that's drop. just beautifully said. And it just speaks to me to the power of the father in the simplest of ways, the power of the father. And it kind of brought to mind to me, like, use it, moms, like use your husbands and and their authority and their love and their care um, to affirm, you know, your children. It, it made me also think of the um there's just an example that immediately came to my mind when I read this was um, in a father-daughter situation. A really good friend of mine <clears throat> was struggling with her daughter in teenage years going shopping and her kind of choosing some things that the mom was just, you know, a little too short, a little too low, you know, kind of were just not what she wanted her daughter to leave the house in. And Holy Spirit moment, she finally let let go and said, I, I don't know. Why don't you call your father or send a picture to your dad or, or um, I don't think he ever actually went shopping with them, but you know, with FaceTime and all the things we have today, what, you know, why don't you get his opinion? She even brought some stuff home, I think. And, you know, and when her daddy said no, it was returned. It, it was just, <laughs> there was no argument. There was no, I mean, but obviously she, you know, she had a relationship with her daddy that was, that had been built, you know, over years of, of trust and, and that I, I'm doing this for your greater good, you know, kind of thing. And so, like I said, I just, it just made me think, use it moms. This is, this is why, you know, just, you know, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, um, two parents are just, um, are so important. I, I just would like to interject here. Cause I thought about this at the beginning of the show, um, you know, there are situations where you're a single parent. I mean, and and for whatever reason, and um, God, I mean, no, the, I hope that you don't feel any judgment or any, um, you know, um, ill, yeah, Ill, Ill, Ill will here. Because ultimately, you're, you can replace that, well, it, obviously it should be even in a couple, you know, but, um, but then your spouse is, is, is God. I mean, that is your, um, that is your go-to, um, you know, that is your go-to person, man or wife. Um, you know, if, if you are in a single, um, you know, a single situation, like I said, for, for whatever reason, um, please know that, that the, you know, um, all is not lost. Um, and, and but it does become important that you probably find for your child a, um, you know, that, that female or male, um, uh, you know, influence, um, someone who, who you trust and, and, and care about and, and know would be, um, you know, a good, um, a good mentor for, for your child. So that just kind of was on my heart at the beginning of the show. That's always hard, I think, because, because like the way he's talking here and and the way we have, you know, there's the, the ideal and then, and then there's still less than ideal, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's not you, – you still will receive the graces necessary um, as a single mother or a single father to, to raise your children. Y'all, th- those people are – I am admire <laughs> so much so because I recognize how – when Stephanie's gone for any stretch of period of time <laughs> – Boy, this would have been a wreck of a house. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it was me, I, don't, I mean, it, it might still be running pretty good if it was Steph by herself. But, no. but, but, but I, I strongly it admire clean, those but. people. Those people that are that, that Mount Everest might have built back up. Mount Everest would have. 
<laughs> taken well, over. It would have taken over. <laughs> but, but landslide. <laughs> but but anyway, so yeah, be encouraged as well for th- for those that, that that aren't in a situation that lends itself to these, and so people understand that that as we talk about this, we're just talking about the. Uh, the idea. But anyway. Trey and Stephanie, I want to let y'all know that we did have a caller. Yay! So there's one person listening. And I'm not, I'm not going to reveal the name of the caller because that, that person may not want to you know, have their name revealed that they're receiving that book. So I'm trying to be respectful of that the person's privacy. But we did get a caller. Yay. That person is going to be receiving return by Brandon Vaught. And the caller also said there's... Plenty of people listening. Y'all are doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up, Train Stephanie. We love Red Sea Catholic uh, yeah. Radio. Thank you. Thank if y'all still want to call in, we are live for another about seven minutes. If you have something you want to add to the conversation, just real briefly, we'll we'll squeeze you in. We'd love it. Uh, 855-7332-7332. Seven three three two eight five five six eight three seven three three two. Wow, I'm getting tongue tied. Eighty five love Red Sea. Oh my goodness yes. gracious. Eighty eighty five love Red Sea is much much easier, and it's it's uh, it's red with the letter C. So uh, and la- yeah. last thing on this that I think is important is is fathers should really attempt to go online and find a prayer to Saint Joseph or something. Have a devotion to St. Joseph. I think St. Joseph, you know, you can lean on him because he's the least holy in his family, which, you know, in many cases, you know, it's just the way it is. And, then, and, and But yet he still took on the role. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. is a powerful, powerful saint. intercessor. And if you're, I mean powerful. Pray if, specifically. And if you're a single mom, will. I would think a devotion oh. to St. Joseph in addition to Our Lady – would be tremendous because he he really is mm. I, I mean our experience of him we might have to do a whole show on him oh, someday yeah, about what he's yeah. done in our lives but but I think he points this out that that there should be a devotion there you know I there's a prayer I play I pray most every day that you can find online that's one of the the one of the older ones that are out there maybe I'll I'll remember to bring it next time but anyway I think that um I think the next thing, and we just got a little bit of time, but we'll start off on is the faith, faith formation and human formation of children, and that a recognition that your domestic church is meant to educate your children powerfully. And the beginning of that is bringing young children to Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, which I know is so, so hard. It's so hard. And especially, you know, we, we have the blessing of having, uh, we call him our seventh son and his wife um, back here in the, in the Brazos Valley. He's, he's a professor at, at A&M and, and they have two young children. And, and I, I didn't even think about the fact that now with COVID um, you have to get to mass so early to get a good, you know, a, a good seat because of the spacing and social distancing and, you know, um, decreased numbers. And so, I mean, you know, mass could go, you know, for an hour and a half, hour and 45 for, you know, these little ones. And um, that's just, gosh, what challenges um, to, to get your children to mass. But, um, but yeah, it, it's so, it's so worth it. And if you have to walk out with a crying child, know that you are still receiving so many graces and that's where you are. And, 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 and Jesus is just honoring that, that you, that you struggled, you know, get everybody dressed, get there, you know, try to keep everybody in the pew. And, and I mean, my, my, you know, Trey and I, to this day, our favorite thing, you know, in mass is to hear a young child, you know, at, at, in the Eucharistic prayers, you know, when, when, when the father is, is consecrating, you know, the bread into, into Jesus and, and to hear Jesus, that's Jesus, you know, a yeah. little voice in the crowd. I mean, it's just I've beautiful. A, I've had a family, you know, apologize for saying, I said, well, when he says Jesus, I mean, there's some people in here that don't <laughs> even know that. I mean, and so that's not a, not a bad thing. And I think it's, you know, I, I, he says something again. He is so encouraging. If you get this document, he says, while the squirming or crying of children may seem bothersome, these certainly do not block your reception of God's grace. If you're doing what you're called to do as a parent, which is sometimes to take that crying child who's, you know, after some coaching and counseling <laughs> out the back, I challenge you to bring him up to the front. Now, that can be humiliating, having done that quite 
a few times in my life, walking back the long way with a <laughs> the with walk a of scream, shame. The walk of shame. <laughs> it's screaming, not, child, it's not. it's not. It's not really that. What it is is just a recognition of the fact that I'm doing what I am supposed to do as a father. Number one, I brought my child there. I've tried to coach him or her on how to behave, and that it's sometimes they need to be removed for the sake of the others. But I do challenge you to bring them up front where they can see. Um, and um, use all the statues and the, and the you know, um, the crucifixes and the stations of the cross. I mean, there is so much for a child, um, you know, to take in. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, to, to, to quietly teach and point out and, um, and, and tell your, tell your child that, that it's, you know, the stories, um, well, it, it's just, it's, it, we have so much and our faith is so rich. And, um, I, you know, I know that, um, when ours were smaller, we actually even did um, the Ten Commandments of church behavior, which and they made up. They made up. They 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 were involved in the process. I, and Trevor was little; he was probably five or six because he was just writing. He actually wrote some. Of I them. hope those are written down somewhere. They are. I have it somewhere in a scrapbook. It was actually on that. It was on we some scrapbook. We need to put that on. Our okay, Facebook I'll try page. to find it. I'll try to find it. Um, but yeah, you know, it was on a scroll type. Um, scrapbook paper because I'm a scrapbooker but anyway uh, you know it's there's just um it's there it's so rich and and make a special mass pack you know only books and things that they get to see um you know during during mass and we are out of time unbelievable we'll pick up there again we will we will we don't want to rush through this so for our feast of uh our lady of sorrows today our um our uh memory verse is going to be John 19 uh, 26 and 27, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home, his own home. Let's take Mary into our own homes and pray to her. Um, pray to St. Joseph. They've got the, they've, they've got, we've got great intercessors up there. And remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray parent with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you. And he will. God bless you. Pray for us. We're praying for you. God bless.